Book of Psalms this morning, Psalms chapter number 37, Psalms chapter number 37, and this morning I want to be very practical yet very helpful uh, with the message, Psalms chapter number 37, and we're going to read the first seven verses and then we'll read the verse at the end of the chapter, uh, Psalms chapter 37. I do want to encourage you to be back tonight at six o'clock. Uh, last several Sunday nights I've been preaching from Romans 1. Uh, giving us through the lens of Romans 1 uh, what is going on in our world today. And I believe I'm going to move off of that. I think I've, I've covered that pretty well. I may come back to it later, uh, but I'm going to uh, probably bring another different message just tonight. But uh, it will be Bible, I promise you. So tonight at 6 o'clock, we look forward to having a, a good service this morning. Let's look at Psalms 37, verse number 1. Fret not thyself because of evildoers, neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity. For they shall soon be cut down like the grass, and wither as the green herb. Trust in the Lord, and do good. So shalt thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. <clears throat> he shall bring forth thy righteousness as the light, and thy judgment as the noonday. Rest in the Lord, and wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself because of him who prospereth in his way, because of the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. Look with me at verse number 34, the same chapter. Wait on the Lord, and keep his way, and he shall exalt thee to inherit the land. When the wicked are cut off, thou shalt see it. Uh, I want to use this passage of Scripture this morning uh, as our text. I want us to refer again to verse number 1. Fret not thyself. Fret not thyself. Uh, this morning, uh, I want to speak on the subject of the key to dealing with worry. The key to dealing with worry. Uh, fret not is a command in Scripture. Uh, certainly, chapter number 37, if we were to read it in its entirety this morning, uh, there is the uh, warning, there is the uh, statement of fact being made uh, that not, don't consider the wicked that they seem to be prospering today, that's soon going to change. Uh, and we are told, because of that, to fret not. Don't worry about it. I'm afraid there's a lot of Christians uh, who, when it comes to certain things that pe other, uh, the others do, we would never do that, would we? We would never live in this lifestyle. We would never go to these places. We would never participate in these. But fret not is a command. And I wonder how many Christians today... Uh, live in disobedience to a command that Scripture makes. Now, we've all been there. We all have a tendency to worry, uh, but we are told not to worry. And I'm going to take Psalms 37 this morning and look at these verses of Scripture, and in them we will find the keys to dealing with worry. You as a child of God do not have to live your day full of anxiety and worry. As a matter of fact, as a child of God, you shouldn't live your day full of anxiety and worry. And we'll see the key to this in verse, uh, chapter number 37. Father, I pray this morning that as we look into your word, may the Spirit of God help us. May the words of God uh, give us instruction, but also strength uh, to uh, live in obedience to your word. I pray now that you'll be with your people. May uh, we get what we need that will help us greater serve you. Uh, Father, there's one unsaved this morning. I pray that uh, they would put their faith and trust in you. Uh, we look forward to seeing uh, how this uh, application 
uh, changes our outlook, changes our future. And Father, we just ask your hand of blessing on what is done today. For it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Fret not or worry not. Um, have you ever worried about anything? Um, uh, certainly. Um, and sometimes um, I get a phone call. Sometimes I get a text. Sometimes somebody comes in for an appointment. And they, they say, Pastor, I'm worried about. And sometimes I say, well, you're wasting a good worry. Uh, you don't need to worry about that. Uh, one, it usually is things that are out of our control that we spend the most time fretting over. Things that are out of our control, we spend the most time worrying about. Things that are out of our control, we, we get the, the most anxious about. Well, of course, Pastor, because if I could control it, I would do something about it. Well, see, that, that is just it. We should be spending our time focused on that which we can control and not worrying about or fretting over or dreading or panicking about things that haven't even happened or, or we anticipate to take place. We certainly live in a world that uh, could bring some panic. We're seeing it in our world today. Uh, just the, the panic and the, and the worry and the anxiety and the dread. And you see, Pastor, how worried are you? I'll be honest with you, I'm not worried. So why is it? Do you just have all of No, I have the Word of God, and we're going to look at it this morning. And for a child of God, we should not live in a state of worry, of panic. The, 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 the psalm is written by David, and David certainly knew something about having adversity, did he not? David understood what it was like to have battles. David understood what it was like to have betrayals. David understood what it was like uh, to be uh, certainly uh, the favorite one day, and then the same people who were cheering him were trying to kill him the next day. Uh, David certainly know what, knows what it was like to go from the mountaintop to the valley. If, there is, if there's a Bible character that would probably have some things to fret over, uh, it would be David, but yet he says, fret not. And that is something that we need to be reminded of. And by way of introduction this morning, let me, let me make this statement. That was one I want you to remember. Worry is always the result of the insecurity of God's power, God's goodness, and God's reality. Let that sink in. Your worry this morning is not your insecurity about you. How many of you are saved this morning? All right? If your God loves you enough to send his son to pay for your sin debt, and you have strength and confidence in your salvation, if he can save you from your sins, he can probably save you from anything, don't you think? He could probably preserve you from a pandemic, don't you think? He could probably pay your bills, don't you think? He could probably give you the strength that you need. I believe that God who can save me from hell can save me from the circumstances of this life. So when we worry as we have a tendency to do, you, you, are, not, you are not wrong by, by having a worry. You're wrong by giving in to them. You're wrong, and I'm wrong, when we tend to think and dwell on them instead of the God who we should be thinking of. Worry, when we, we give over to worry, it's not our insecurity of our ability, it is really us saying we don't have enough confidence in our God. Worry is always the result of the insecurity of God's power, God's goodness, and God's reality. There is nothing that takes place in your life and mine that God is unaware of. 
There is nothing that takes place in your life and mine that God does not allow. There's nothing that takes place in your life and mine that God, that God is not greater than. God, God cannot give us victory over. And the point that I really want to see this morning is the key is in our faith in God. All of us, I would say, I would say all of us probably are aware of the story of Peter walking on the water. And when he took his eyes off of the Lord, what did he do? He began to sink. And it's easy to be critical if we'd like with that, but how many of us don't even get out of the boat because we're too worried? Because we're fretting. We panic. But worry is the result of not being focused on God's power, God's goodness, God's reality. I want us to see this morning from our text God provides us the answers for dealing with worry. God gives us Psalms chapter 37 for us to look at again today because God knows that we are but dust. God knows how we are. God knows how we respond. And so he gives us the scripture to tell us not to worry, first of all. But then he gives us a recipe for how to deal with our worry, knowing that we have a tendency to take our eyes off of him, off of his strength, off of his ability, and focus on our lack of strength, lack of ability, lack of understanding, and lack of knowledge. And this morning, I want us to be strengthened in our Christian life because as we live today and we live in the future, we're going to be faced with circumstances of life, and if we're not careful, we'll be more convinced by our circumstances of its ability than we are of our God. This morning, I want us to see some admonition. And this morning, I've got uh, five, five, five keys this morning I want us to look at. The first one is found in verse number three, when the Bible says, trust in the Lord. That's the first key, trust in the Lord. Now, that is a command of Scripture. Just a moment ago, I asked, who in here knew for certain they were saved, on their way to heaven, sins forgiven. And by what I could tell, just about everybody, if not everybody, had their hand raised this morning. How did you get that? You trusted in the Lord for your salvation. You trusted in the Lord for the forgiveness of your sins. And we should live our life every day trusting in the same Lord. The key to dealing with, but you don't understand, Pastor. You don't know the people that, you're not trusting man. You're trusting in the Lord. You're trusting in his strength. Now, there's a key in this verse that I want us to see that is important for us to see because there's more to it than just saying, trust in God, trust in God, trust in God, trust in God, trust in God. Because most of the time we're saying that, we're not trusted in God. But trust in the Lord and do good. We, we have to trust and do good. See, Pastor, is that talking about some, some good deeds that we should do? Is that, is that talking about a list of good things? No, it is rather a spirit or an attitude by which we live. It's not necessarily a list of good deeds that we do, but it is the person that we are by the spirit and the attitude that we have. It's an attitude. It actually 
is telling us to trust in the Lord and be cheerful. Be comfortable. Be virtuous. Uh, be, be happy. Why? Because we're trusting in the Lord. Let's be honest. Let's put this in context this morning. There are some Christians, you're not doing good, therefore you don't have a spirit about you of peace and good, and it's because you're worried. Worried Christians, figuratively speaking, curl up in a fetal position and don't do anything for God. Let's think about it. How many days have been robbed just from the Christians in this, in this building this morning? How many days of service has worried, stolen from the children of God? I, I know there's not a lot to amen about because this hits us right where we live today. Have you let a day go by because you're worried about tomorrow? If you're too worried about tomorrow, you've wasted today. We should trust in the Lord and do good. If I am trusting, don't miss this, if, if I am trusting my heavenly Father, then I am just going to be about my business. I'm, I'm going to focus more on what I should be than on my circumstances. If I trust in the Lord, I really believe He's got it all under control. He's got it taken care of. So what's my job? To do good. What's my responsibility? To become more like my Savior? What the hindrance to, to our Christianity many times is not necessarily, and this can be a hindrance, but it's not always that besetting sin. A lot of times it's the winds blowing. A lot of times it's the waves crashing, and we don't trust in the Lord. We're too busy worrying to do what we're supposed to do today. I mean, think about this. Has worry ever kept you from that book? If so, worries kept you from the very thing that gives you victory over worry. Has worry ever kept you out of the house of God? Well, the Word of God, the house of God is what we need. If I trust in the Lord, then I'm going to follow by doing good. Number two, we see in verse number four, the Bible says, Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. That's the second key to dealing with worry, is to delight thyself. Notice the progression. David writes, fret not, worry not. Don't, don't live in dread. Don't, don't live in that anxiety. What's the key? Trust in the Lord. Secondly, delight thyself also in the Lord. Now, don't miss this. The word delight here has a, has a, a meaning of being tender or delicate. You say, Pastor, I don't understand. Let me explain. Our shepherd, it's his responsibility to take care of us. Is there anything more peaceful than the sight of just a little lamb? Is there anything more tender or delicate than that little lamb? You do know sheep aren't the smartest animals, right? They're, they're pretty, I hate to call names this morning, but they're pretty dumb. But you think about that, 
they don't even know where the, they don't they don't eat unless the shepherd takes them. They don't drink unless the shepherd shows them where to drink. They certainly cannot defend themselves. I mean, nobody's been attacked by a, by a wild sheep lately, have they? You know, you, you don't hear that from joggers. You know, I got to be careful. Those sheep are out tonight. You know, they don't defend themselves. So in one sense, if they don't have the shepherd, they cannot even survive. But as long as they can see the shepherd, they live without a care in the world. Because they're just living. They're just following the shepherd. They're just depending on him. And this is so true in our own life. As that sheep would delight in the shepherd, you and I should delight in the Lord. How we would look at that little sheep and say, if he only knew about the big bad wolves that are, that, that are out there, and as soon as he gets away, well, as long as he sees the shepherd, he doesn't have to worry about that. Well, he had, that sheep has no idea what he's going to eat tomorrow. And that, yep, there he goes, like not a care in the world. He doesn't have to have a care in the world. He doesn't have to worry about what he's going to eat tomorrow because the shepherd's going to take care of that. Well, look how that dumb sheep, he, if he only knew what waited in his future, if he only knew, I mean, he don't even know where he's sleeping the night. If he, and it, yet he is just so carefree, <clears throat> and he is without a care in the world. Look how dumb he is. No, friend, he's not dumb. He's delighting in the shepherd. He's delighting in the Lord. That's what you and I. You say, well, I don't know how, I don't know how I'm going to get through tomorrow. It's the shepherd's responsibility to help you through tomorrow. I don't know where I'm going to get my next meal. Well, the shepherd... The sheep, you say, well, I don't want to be that dumb. I don't want to be that naive. And that's why we're not that carefree and why we're not that happy. Because if we truly delighted in the Lord, he's taking care of it. He's got it under control. He's taking care of my needs. My, I'm just going to live today. I'm just going to stay in, in, in his sight. We delight in the Lord. The child of God who delights in the Lord leans on him for everything. When you and I feel like we have to take care of ourselves, we have something to worry about. If you believe like, if you believe that the economy and your wealth and your well-being and all that depends on you, well, you need to be worried about the economy. But if you truly are leaning on the Lord... You can be as carefree as that little lamb who just delights in God. He doesn't have anything to worry about. It's because he's delighting in the Lord. Uh, that's a key to dealing with worry. Number three, look with me in verse number five. Commit thy way. Unto the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. Number three is to commit thy way unto the Lord. Now, again, I remind you that this is a command. 
fret not is a command. And I know sometimes when we hear that, when, when, when your pastor or somebody else says, you shouldn't be worried about that. Well, I just don't know how he could say that. I just don't know how. Well, when we read God, the Word of God, God's saying, don't worry about that. We have a tendency to, to, to use those same excuses. But now he's going through and he's telling us the keys to not being overcome with worry, but the keys to overcoming worry. God has never told you and I that we, should, we have nothing, uh, we have no concerns, we have no needs, there's nothing that, that could worry us. Uh, the, the whole point of what this message is to remind us of, and Psalm 37 reminds us of this morning, is that we should not be worried because we have so much faith in our God. And we see in verse number 5, we're admonished to commit thy way unto the Lord. Don't miss this. What this is saying, this word commit means to roll upon. So we are to roll our cares upon God. We spend too much energy trying to make our problems go away when God said the key is just to roll it onto me. Commit it unto me. There are some things today you deal with and I deal with, they will never go away until we are with Him in eternity. But God does tell us not to worry about it. Well, Pastor, how is it possible for me not to worry about it? I, I live with this every day, or, or, or this, is, this is in my future. Well, you have to commit it unto Him. Roll it up on Him. It's His responsibility to help you through it. It's His strength you depend on. Well, I don't know how I'm going to get through it. He does. I don't know what tomorrow holds. He does. And so I'm going to take this problem. I'm going to take this worry. I'm going to commit it unto him. It's not, well, you commit it unto him. How do we do it? We roll it up upon him. David's counsel to us is to roll the responsibility and burden of our entire lives on the Lord and let him take care of everything. We do what we're supposed to do, but we commit it, we roll it up on him. Psalms 55, 22 says, Cast thy burden upon the Lord, and he shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. The word sustain means nourish and furnish. He shall nourish us and prepare our way if we will but roll all of our life upon him and give him total reign and control. I want to remind us of something this morning. God can take better care of you than you can take care of you. And parents, let me help you this morning. God can take care of your kids better than you can take care of your kids. And I don't mean drop them off at the church house and leave. That, you're taking that out of context this morning. Well, I've got to, no, 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 you roll it upon him. Why? Well, I don't know. What in our, in our world today, what, what, what if this happens and what if this happens and what if this happens? We, 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 can, we can talk ourselves into a panic. We can talk ourselves into, into wasting our time worrying about something. God is already the answer to. God is already the solution. And we should just be what we're supposed to be. We should just be doing as a child of God what we should be doing and commit all of this to Him and understand that God has it under control. I'm just going to live 
the life that God has given me. I'm not going to waste some time with worry. I'm not going to let worry steal my energy. I'm not going to let worry steal my day. I'm not going to let worry steal my life. I'm just going to commit all that to God. And God, you got that? God's got it. So I'm just going to do what it is that God has given me to do in my day today. But you have to commit that. You have to do it. You have to roll it on him. See, you don't have to worry when your ways are committed to him. You don't have to. It comes to the, the, the financial aspect. It's what comes to mind this morning. There's always uncertainty about that in our world. What, what, what if this? What if this? My responsibility is to tithe my income. My responsibility is to understand that everything I have doesn't belong to me. It belongs to God. That, that's my responsibility. My responsibility as a husband and a father is to take care of my household. That's my responsibility. I also believe that the Bible teaches about giving offerings. But there's, there's priorities that we have to take care of. That's what I should focus on. Now, I'm supposed to work. I'm supposed to provide. I'm supposed to do all those things. But what if I'm rolling that on God? I'm going to do what he's given me to do. I, some, some are too worried about what the future holds to, to do their responsibility, to fulfill their responsibility of taking care of their future. We're to roll all of that on God. David was a great example because he understood and his life was just a series of simply rolling everything on the Lord and letting him work out the details. I'm, I'm, I'm worried. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Number four, we find in verse number seven, rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. This one, if the other, the previous three have not hit home at all this morning, I believe this one is going to be beneficial for all of us. That's the fourth key this morning is to rest in the Lord and wait patiently for Him. Well, I'm ready for God to move. Well, he may not be. Oh, I'm committing my way, and God's going to take care of I know I'm rolling. I'm, I'm, I got that down, Pastor. I'm rolling it on on him, so he's going to do it today. He may not. Okay, if I do this and this and this, he's going to take the, 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 the thing away that I'm worried about. He's just going to remove it? Not necessarily. See, this is something I'll just be honest with you this morning. I don't have any problem with rolling it on God. That's not my problem. I've, I've grown up that way. I've spent enough time in the Word of God. I've seen God do. I, I, I really don't have a, a, a... But I'll be honest with you. I want Him to take care of it when I want Him to take care of it. But God doesn't always do that. His ways are perfect, and that includes His timing. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for Him. You know what the Bible is saying there? I'll say it the politically incorrect way, then I'll say it the politically correct way. Shut up and wait on God. Now that I got that out of the way, he's saying, be silent 
and wait patiently on him. Well, God, well, God, I got this. I want you to take care of it. Rest in the Lord. How can you rest in the Lord if you're always running your mouth to him and everybody else about all your problems? Uh, this will help you this morning. Some of you haven't had a peaceful day. And I say some of you. Maybe somebody in here hasn't had a peaceful day in a long time. It's because you're worried, you're worked up, and you can't just let it, God have it and just wait on Him to take care of it. Well, I know God can do it, but I need to, I need to tell Him how He needs to do it. And, and by the way, Wives, don't tell your husband how to do. Anyway, I just lost half the crowd there. Rest in the Lord. It is allowing God to be at work in our adversity as we quietly are aware of His presence. Allowing God to work in His timing. It is the awareness that He is working His plan in our lives. You and I do not know do not know what God is doing in our lives. There's a lot I look at that's going on in our nation right now. And there's some things that, that I can see that are taking place and that they will have a generational effect on our nation if the Lord does not return. There's some things that I can see it's just we say, what, 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 what do you, what do you, well, we don't know what else God's doing. God has had some of the greatest moves in history through the greatest adversity. Our responsibility is not to fret, is not to worry. It is to rest in the Lord and wait patiently on Him. And if I'm truly resting, then I don't have an opinion about how He does it. I don't have an opinion about when he does it. I'm just going to sit back and let him do it. And this is one that you and I need to be reminded of. And a lot of times we call it as, well, I'm just letting God know, but it's complaining. Why hasn't he? I don't understand what the problem is. The pastor said not to worry. He said, just, I just need to roll up on God. I rolled up on the God and it didn't poof, disappear. It was still there. Be silent. Rest. You know, when you get to a place in your life when you don't have to give an opinion about everything, it is a peaceful place to be. When you get to a place in your own life when you can just be silent, and God, I know you've got it under control. I'm just going to do and be delight in you and just keep my mouth shut while I wait patiently on you to do the work that you're going to do. There's great victory in this. Uh, there's great joy in this. Hey, let me say it like this. Are you going through times of pain? Be silent. God is working. Are you being tested? Be silent. God is working. 
Are you going through times of loneliness? Be silent. God is working. If we would just be still, if we would just understand, I don't, I don't have to fret because my mindset is one that I'm going to sit and wait on God. Sometimes you've got to wait a long time. And sometimes, please, don't miss this. Do not miss this. Live by this. Understand it. There's sometimes that we could have a frustration. We could have a circumstance change in our life immediately if we would just rest in Him. Well, why is God waiting so long? He's waiting on you to rest. He's waiting on you to commit it unto Him. He's waiting on you to delight in Him. Sometimes He has us continue to carry a burden. He has us, but just be silent and let God do what God is going to do. He will sustain you. He will give you the strength. It doesn't mean you'll never shed another tear. It doesn't mean you'll never have another bad day. It doesn't mean you're never going to have another care in the world. It just means you're going to get in a habit of living a life where I take them and I commit them, I roll them up on Him, and then I don't have to be mentally stressed out. I don't have to waste a day. I can be what I'm supposed to be. I can help those I'm supposed to help. Why? Because I'm just going to be quiet about it. Because I'm just going to wait on Him to work. It's important for us to just be silent and let God do what God is supposed to do. Too often, we are looking for the answers. Let me say that again. Too often, we are looking for the answers. And if we would simply be quiet, God would give them to us. Resting patiently in the Lord is the stillness of our souls as we allow Him to do the work in our lives. You know, this has certainly been an unusual year. It's been a frustrating year in many respects. But I wonder if we just sit back, be quiet, and let God use the circumstances that we find ourselves in to do a work in our life. You know, every situation we find ourselves in, we ought to approach it and say, God, what can you, how can you use this to do a work in my life? To be patient on Him. Number five, we find in, in, in verse number 34. If we're not supposed to worry, what's another key? Wait on the Lord and keep His way. And he shall exalt thee to inherit the land, then the wicked are cut off, thou shalt see it. I want you to imagine this. If we're waiting on the Lord, if we are truly going to be patient and wait on Him. Scripture tells us to wait on Him, we're to keep His way. I want you to imagine with me, if you will, there's a imaginary line, there's a line stretched from man's heart that directly connects to God's heart. And that line is the intense desire for our heart as man to be in tune with God's heart. That is what this verse speaks of, to wait on the Lord and keep His way. It is 
man placing all expectations and hopes in God. Is when we hope for nothing, care for nothing, wish for nothing, and aim at nothing, but to know and to be in tune with the very heart of our Father. That is waiting on the Lord. See, resting in the Lord is to be silent and we're to be patient for God to do His work. That's not what this means in verse 34, waiting on the Lord. I'm, I'm waiting for Him to do this work. It is to be in tune with God. See, in too many times we want circumstances to change when our desire ought to be for my heart to be completely in tune with God's heart. Am I keeping His way? See, your job and my job is not to solve all of our problems. Our responsibility is to just obey and please God. And oftentimes we get sidetracked or derailed in our Christian life from doing and being what we're supposed to be because we are too busy fretting on the things that are going on in our life. And we are told not to worry. And the key is all that we've already mentioned, but to just, I'm just to keep His way. My goal and my desire is just for my heart to be in tune with His. It's not to conform to this world. It's not to conform to the things of this world. It's not even to conform to somebody else, but for my heart to be in tune with His. It is when all all desire is in Him, all hope is in Him, all sustenance is in Him. It is putting no confidence in ourselves, but having total confidence in Him. You know, that kind of attitude does not produce fear. It actually produces a lack of fear. It produces courage. It does not produce helplessness, but rather hope and power. It's when we become totally desirous of His heart and are constantly aware of being in tune with Him that we will enjoy Him as much as we can possibly enjoy Him. See, that is our responsibility, that should be our goal. If I truly am on the same page, if I truly have a heart to be in tune with His heart, I understand that He's more than capable of meeting my needs. See, we, 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 it's so easy for us to get the wisdom of this world instead of the wisdom of this book. And our total dependence is to be on God. And I want to live today with no confidence in myself. Say, Pastor, I want to have more, I want to have more boldness. I want to have more courage. I want to have more, more strength. How, how do I deal with the circumstances of this world? That's not how you get more boldness. That's not how you get more courage. That's not how you get more strength. You spend more time with your God you live a life in submission to Him so that your heart is in tune with His heart. Your heart is just simply to please Him today. You know, there's nowhere in this book will you find that a successful day is a day without any pain, a day without any heartache, a day without any problems. 
you and I would say that's a successful day. That's not how the Bible defines it. The Bible defines a successful day as a day that I live in complete dependence on my God. So we could say the we got problems this morning. You have a great opportunity to depend on your God. Pastor, I, I, I'm worried about this and I'm worried about that. What is going to happen? What's going to happen if this takes place in the election? What's going to happen if, if this takes place? And what's going to happen if this takes place? Well, whatever God wants to happen, He knows. He, he, he knows what's going to... I don't have to worry about it. So what do you do? I'm just supposed to be today what I'm supposed to be. And the more time I spend with Him, the stronger I get. I can roll my... So Pastor, it would be nice to be like you and not have any problems. I got problems. I'm looking around the building this morning and I got big problems. We've got... Every one of us has got problems. Every one of us has burdens. Every one of us faces things in our life and will face more things in the future that if we don't do what Psalms 37 says, we will worry. We will fret. And with that worry and that fret, it will make us a less useful Christian or in some cases a useless Christian. Because if you and I cannot have faith in our God to meet our needs, to preserve us in circumstances, how in the world, how in the world can we have any, be convincing at all to a lost world that God is the answer for their need? Well, I've been saying it over and over. It's a great opportunity in this day we live in for Christians to show there's no need to fret. There's no reason to be worried. There's no reason to be wringing of the hands. Say, Pastor, haven't you been paying attention? I've been paying close attention. So what have I been paying close attention to? What the Bible says. Amen. I'm so sick of these politicians. Well, you can't control the politicians. You vote, you ought to vote. But even when you vote them in, half of them are going to lie to you anyway to get voted in. I'm so, okay, let me, what am I supposed to do? I can't change that. What am I supposed to do? What does God have for me today? What if tomorrow, that, that, that what, if, what if this comes in? And what, what if all of a sudden we have to do this? And what if it, that there's another sickness or this or that? What, what are we supposed to do? I'm just supposed to depend on my God. I'm just supposed to do what he tells me to do. And by the way, if they conflict man and God, I'm supposed to do what God says to do. Amen. Aren't you worried? No, I rolled that up on him. Because I'm just going to obey him. And rest, rest, be patient, be silent. We, a lot of times if we were Christians, we'd stop talking. We could see God working. Wait on Him. Is your heart this morning? 
Pastor, I can't, can't, I can't wait till this is your heart. This is what you need to focus on. You need to focus on whether or not your heart is in tune with God's heart. You need to focus on that. I'm telling you this morning, no Christian has to live a life of worry. Pastor, if you knew the problems I had, no Christian has to live a life of worry. No Christian should live a life of worry. And this morning, if worry has got you captive to your circumstances, you can be free of that. You should be free of it. You're commanded to be free of it. But there are some keys to overcoming worry. And all of them center on putting our faith and trust in God. You and I need to take care of what we're supposed to take care of. And let God take care of the things that only He can take care of. You're not going to help God figure it out. God doesn't need our help. What God needs us to be is what we see in Psalms 37. Like that little lamb. You know, why, shouldn't you be more worried? I'm just dependent on my shepherd today. That's my job. Well, what about tomorrow? I'm not worried about tomorrow. That's the shepherd's responsibility. What, what, what about the things that are... That's not my responsibility. That's the shepherd's responsibility. And life of a Christian can be a carefree life in the midst of burdens and circumstances. Why? Because we just roll that on God. I'm just going to delight in Him, and I, 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 I'm just going to let Him take care of it. Now, this is one of those passages of Scripture... That's a lot harder to live than it is to even preach, to say amen to, to, to quote the scripture. Let's live it this morning. Fret not, fret not, fret not. Father, I pray this.